This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off, go to Squarespace.com and use the offer code MILK. Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and I have a mouthful of chips. And that means we're talking about (laughs) salsa. (laughs) That can only mean. Uh, I've got some stuck in my teeth. Yeah, it happens. Um, Right. So um, I had a lot of fun gathering up ingredients, uh, by which I mean jars of ready-made salsa (laughs) for today's episode. Those look like some real farm fresh ingredients Uh there. uh Uh-huh. But Matthew, you did make some salsa. So we have got a real variety of taste sensations on the docket for you listeners. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to to make our way through this docket and uh, and get some convictions. Yeah, um, so I guess we should, you know, do as we usually do and take a stroll down memory lane. How did you feel about salsa in your youth? I really liked it. I remember uh, salsa, I had sort of a salsa bonding experience with my dad because my dad has always been a major salsa eater. And I remember we used to get this uh, uh, supermarket uh, fresh salsa brand um, called Dean's that was popular in Portland at the time. And they it came in mild, medium, hot, or extra hot. And uh, my dad would usually get the hot, and it was just about right for me. I remember one time my brothers and I challenged each other to see if we could eat the extra hot, and we could not. <laughs> it's so interesting that you say your dad was a big salsa eater. It's like it's... I never think of salsa as like a food category that like somebody would be really into eating. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not filling, I guess, um, because it's mostly water, but it's delicious. Well, and I happen to have married someone who I think you could probably describe as a big salsa eater. We don't uh, like always have it around. But Brandon can, I think the, the correct term is eat the shit out of some salsa. <laughs> um, I think that's it, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so when I was growing up, um, you know, I thought of salsa as something that, you know, you put on a tortilla chip. I wasn't totally excited about it. And to be totally honest, I was kind of um, fearful of spicy foods as a kid. So my feelings about salsa were sort of fraught with fear. What else were you afraid of as a kid? Monsters in the closet? The dark? The noise that vacuum cleaners make. 
I'm not joking around here. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's classic. Thunderstorms. Uh huh. Because I grew up in Oklahoma. So lots of thunderstorms, lots of tornadoes. I was terrified of them. Um, what else was I afraid of? Uh, really quite afraid of insects, especially worms. I was afraid of spiders. Oh, I thought you were going to say incest. Well, that too. I don't think I knew what it was as a kid. Um, thank God. Wow, this show's taken a really serious turn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny how the, thing, the things you're afraid of as a kid are so so different from the things you're afraid of as, as an adult. Because, like, yeah, I, as a kid, I was afraid of, the, like, the dark and thunderstorms and uh, scary noises at night. And, uh, and now it's, like, taxes and <laughs> commitment and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That sounds about right. <laughs> okay, can we eat some salsa now, please? Yeah, okay, okay. Do we have to? All right. So, um, should we start? Let's not start with homemade because, no. you know, that's, that's too special. Okay, I think I'm going to put it over should, here. I think we should start with... Everybody's favorite name brand salsa, Pace Picante Sauce. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you got this. I have really, you know, a a special place in my heart for this. Well, and I was really torn because, you know, I remember as a kid it being just straight up Pace Picante Sauce. Well, now there's Pace Salsa. There's a product called Pace Picante Sauce and one called Pace Salsa. And I stood in the salsa aisle for a long time going, what do I do? And in the end, I bought the picante sauce. Oh, God, I wish I could have seen it. I wish we could have gotten a video of that. <laughs> it's like riveting an moment. existential moment. Uh-huh. Um, Isn't this the one that they that they had the ad for? Yes, this it is. This stuff's made in New York City. New York. Whereas Pace Foods, which is a division of Campbell Soup Company, is out of Paris, Texas. Okay. This stuff's made in France. <laughs> um, <laughs> and isn't Campbell's soup based in New Jersey? Let's not go too far down this road. Okay. okay. So, so the paste, it's very, it's very thin and kind of tomato saucy. Oh, that's kind of delicious. Uh, but they call this medium. This is really mild. Yeah. Mm. Isn't well, that, like, that just kind of pushes some good buttons. It for really me. does. It's, it's like... You know, it's super concentrated, like tomato paste, mm-hmm. tomato puree, like mm-hmm. loaded with umami. Oh my gosh, I am like, I could kind of just like drink that right now. Yeah, and I think I think we may have talked about this before that uh, you know the designations of mild and me- medium and hot on stuff you get at the supermarket seem to be applied at random. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would not call this medium. I'm really curious to see. Yeah, because I because I bought other mediums. Okay, yeah, because my, my hypothesis would be that you could buy four different medium salsas and they could range from no heat at all to, well, I guess stuff you get at the supermarket usually is never that spicy. Well, you know what? We're going to find out. Because okay, we let's have find out. Four different mediums. So next up, let's try a salsa that, that Brandon kind of swears by. Is it four different mediums or four different media? <laughs> Don't answer that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is um, Trader Joe's or Trader Jose's. Yes. <laughs> Salsa Autentica. When, when I was first shopping at Trader Joe's, I thought the whole like, uh, you know, we're changing the Trader Joe name to match the ethnicity of the product thing was kind of cute. And like, as time goes on, it seems more and more slightly racist. Maybe so. Uh-huh. Here we go. So this looks pretty similar to the pace. It looks very thin. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like maybe I should have gotten more chunks out of it, but there didn't seem to be any chunks. Hmm. Hmm. I think it's good. It's definitely got more acidity than the pace. It's got kind of a, um, it's not as sweet as yeah. pace. It's got like kind of a that underlying tomato bitterness. Yeah, I, I like it. I don't know, man. That pace was just like taking me back. Oh, sure. Sorry. So I, I'm having, I was kind of surprised by how much I loved pace. Hmm. You know, this has like a, 
Does this almost have like a roasted thing going on? No? It's dripping down the side of the jar. I'm just going to lick it off. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Well, yeah, something solid. something I like about about salsa, and usually, as you know, I don't really give a shit about this. But generally, <laughs> when you buy when you buy salsa, um, it's uh, it's made uh, pretty much all with real ingredients, which is kind of cool, you know, that it's like a canned product because that... you know it uh, it's got it's got spicy stuff, it's got a lot of salt, it's got a lot of acid, it uh, it doesn't need weird preservatives. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh wow, this looks so different. What is Ooh. this? Mm. So. Uh, this is Rick Bayless's Frontera brand. Rick Bayless, the the chef uh, in Chicago, who's known for his authentic Mexican food. He's originally from Oklahoma. I oh, should give represent. my home state a shout out. Thank you, Rick Bayless, for representing. Um, wow, so this I'm, also I'm celebrates really the real the real flavors salsa. of Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is Frontera brand um, double roasted tomato salsa. It's also medium. It says roasted onion and jalapeno. Okay, I, I feel good about roasted things in salsa I, I in general. Like, like you can see like bits of charred tomato in this. This is legit. That's really nice. I I think it's really good. It's more garlicky than I would prefer. Yeah, but we've I know already what you mean. we've already established my feelings about garlic. We have. Yeah, remember the garlic episode where I said um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this garlic episode even though I kind of don't like garlic. Right. So it's funny. I I like kind of didn't even notice the garlic in there. I mean, now that you mention it, I'm like, right, garlic. But whatever. I, I thought that was pretty tasty. Oh, I think it's I think it's good. I would happily uh, chip through a bowl of it. Mm-hmm. So now we have another Frontera one because, like, seriously, th- this is a great line of salsas. I We're feel taking like this show to a whole nother Frontera. We are. <laughs> this is. I, I had trouble deciding. Brandon likes this one too. This is the jalapeno cilantro. Oh, that sounds great. Oh, but Matthew, this says in fine print under jalapeno cilantro, roasted tomato and garlic again. Um, I'm still going to no. eat it. Once again, I'm feeling like all these medium salsas are not very spicy. Not even medium. Okay. Ooh, this smells more. To- smell it. Kind of smells like tomato juice. Yeah, it really does. Okay. We we could have had a V eight. Eat up. I don't think I've ever had V eight. I have had V eight. It's uh, it's intense. Maybe I'll try it. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's very canned tomatoy tasting. Yeah, that one doesn't really work for me. Mm, yeah. I think the other Frontera is very good. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this one, it's kind of it's kind of uh, runny. And uh, very, yeah, has a lot of lot of canned tomato flavor and not mm-hmm. much else. I want to try another taste of the previous Frontera. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah, my chip. I just went back to Pace. It tastes very tomatoey. I'm going back to the first Frontera. Would you stop hitting my microphone? <laughs> I can't. I, the, mm-hmm. It's right above the chips. Wait, this is really garlicky. The first Frontera is very garlicky. I'm going back to the Trader Joe's. I think the pace is still pretty good. I think for me, I mean, out of this selection, it's a tie between the pace and the Trader Jose's. Yeah, I, I like them both. Mm. Um, you know, mm. I feel like they would be very versatile. Mm-hmm. You could, uh, you know, they're, they're sort of runny enough that, they're, that they would be good on an American-style taco. Yeah, um, yeah, with taco seasoning beef. Do you remember when we did that episode? That was so great. Oh, so Can we go back and do that episode uh-huh. again? We have to finish this episode first. Okay, dang. 
This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code MILK. You know, website, online portfolio, what does that really mean? You know, uh, you can go to Squarespace with absolutely no technical skills whatsoever. You can uh, you can make a great photo gallery. You can sell stuff. Uh, you can make a blog. You can make a website for your restaurant or other food-related or non-food-related business. It's incredibly simple, and you'll have something great-looking and unique-looking in, and, like, 12 minutes. Yeah, because they have something like 20 customizable templates or something. Uh, yes, and these are professionally designed templates, and you can customize them, again, with no programming or crazy technical crap. Uh, and make them look great and make them look like your own. And did you know that there are over 70 Squarespace employees who are devoted only to customer care? I think that's too many. It's, uh, you know, what I think I like, they should send some of them over to us to be our customer care department. Well, but then we would have to uh, dissolve the Care Bear lair, which is what they call the customer service office. What was the bad? Was there a bad guy on Care Bears who would try to dissolve the Care Bear lair? I can't remember. I can't remember either. Okay, all I know is... But anyway, Squarespace is also really affordable. I mean, you get all this for, I think it starts at only eight bucks a month. Yes, but we can do better than that because uh, if you use the code MILK uh, and sign up for a free trial... Uh, when you make your purchase, um, you will get 10% off your first order. That means if you uh, sign up for a year, you will get 10% off your whole first year and a free domain name. So, uh, you know, I think this would be a good time to thank Squarespace for their support and uh, and say, get on over there, people. Squarespace.com. It's uh, everything you need to make a great website. Pass your salsa. Okay, so um, I made a completely different style of salsa. So my salsa has no tomatoes. Mine is made with tomatillos, the little green guys. I'm so glad you did this. I, I was considering getting a green salsa because they're my favorite, but I thought that might be cheating. Um, they're my favorite too. I love tomatillos. I love both both the acidity and the um, the fact that they have that kind of uh, viscous texture that uh, makes it cling really well to chips. So I'm going to eat this. Is this medium? I would describe it as medium, yeah. Mm, no, this to me is a true medium. Mmm, mmm, so bright. Mmm, 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 mmm. More. Mm. How did you manage to get chips where like most of the chips are broken? Um, I think it could be that um, June went grocery shopping with me and mm-hmm. I gave her the bag of chips to play with while she sat in the cart. And I think she probably threw them down and stomped on them and sat on them. And. Mm hmm. So my salsa, it's it's uh, it's also a Rick Bayless recipe. It is. Um, it's very like light and bright. We we have uh, Rick. Rick is in in our hearts and in our minds today, um, and in our bowls. Um, it's uh, so it's it's roasted tomatillos. Like I blacken them under the broiler and uh, toast up some serrano chilies and garlic um, in a skillet, and then kind of blend that all together and throw in some uh, raw onion and cilantro. And this is one thing about Rick Bayless's recipes. They are a little involved. I mean, I think a lot of people think of salsa as like chop up some tomatoes, some onions, some cilantro, toss it in a bowl, whatever. It's more involved than that, but you can still, you can get it done in half an hour. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, hey, can I ask a stupid question? No. I was thinking about this on the way over here. What is the difference between between salsa and pico de gallo? I think pico de gallo is a type of salsa. And so is salsa, like, you know, so where do we draw the line? 
um like well i mean on the other end like what's the difference between paste picante sauce and like taco sauce i mean i think salsa has to be at least somewhat chunky mm. you know it can be only mm. slight well i don't know mm, though because i don't know Okay, have you gone to uh, La Carta de Oaxaca, the Mexican restaurant? Yes, I have. And their salsas are all very runny. Yep, yeah, like totally blended and still obviously mm-hmm. salsa. Okay, uh, scratch that. Yep, scratch it. Um, I don't know the answer. Uh, maybe some of our listeners will, will weigh in on this one. I, f- I feel like we've fallen into a semantic hole. We have. We um, have. You know, I know it when I see it, all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should also ask, how do you feel about things like corn salsa or mango salsa like are those salsas i think they can legitimately be described as salsa i'm generally skeptical of them i've sometimes had you know what i've had in salsa and really enjoyed is uh pineapple chunks oh that makes a lot of small like small diced pineapple because Mm -hmm. it's it is sweet and that's and that tends to be what i object to like with the mango salsa it's just too sweet Mm -hmm. pineapple is sweet but it's also super acidic Mm -hmm. and so that uh, balances out really well for me i think that's a great point i've never tried it but i can absolutely picture it um and I, i feel the same way that you do about mango salsa um I I feel like it's also used as a way of just making anything seem kind of fancy these days. Um, or these days, meaning like 1993. <laughs> Shut up. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I, but I I worried about sounding too snobby, Matthew. Oh, I you, people <laughs> get still over people it. still love mango salsa. I know. I know. It's fine. Anyway, but yes, a way of of making things fancy in 1998. Great. Now let's hop in the salsa time machine. Great. (laughs) Do you have like a particular type of chili that you lean toward when you make salsa? I really like Serrano chilies. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think think, they're kind of the perfect heat. Yeah. And uh, they're easy. If you you want to broil them or or roast them in some way, they roast very quickly because they're small and uh, and have thin skins. And yeah, they're they're the perfect heat. And they, I I like the bitterness that they bring. Um, Sometimes I really like an habanero salsa. Hmm. It's not like the one I make uh, week in and week out. Um, but, uh, I, it's got that citrusy flavor and it's always really spicy Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it's, but they're flavorful enough that you can use half a chili and it still comes through. Right. Right. Brandon makes a salsa that, um, well, he basically takes all the components and roasts them, the onion, the tomato, all that stuff. And I think he roasts the chili too. And I think he uses serrano or jalapeno, you know? I'm probably getting it all wrong. I, I wrote about it once on my blog. I don't remember what I said. But um, people could go that. look it up. Okay, people. <laughs> <laughs> or we could even look it up and oh, post a link. We could. Let's do that. No, people can. People need to learn how to uh, Google their own stuff. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. Um, so what else do we have to say here? Uh, I sort of ducked the question about corn. Um, I think... I like I like roasted corn kernels, like when you've uh, when the corn has been like on the grill until it starts to blacken or under the broiler, and I think that could work really well in salsa. But I don't actually remember having had a salsa like that. I don't think I ever have. I, I like the idea of it, but I just feel like you I know, don't know. You know, when it comes down to it, I, I want like a red salsa or a green salsa, and I, I want to eat my corn somewhere else. You know. Um, you know, we haven't really talked much about, like, what do you do with salsa? You know what I could see working, although I haven't tried this, is, um, you know, there's that uh, uh, sautéed corn recipe that I think we talked about on the... We did a corn episode, oh, right? with jalapeno and lime? Yeah, yeah. I love that, that. I make that often. I think I think that could work. Instead of doing the jalapeno and lime, throw some of this green salsa in there 
um, like toward the end of cooking. I think that, I think would, that be would be delicious. Great. It'd be we, like we'll a, link to that recipe a too. Backwards corn salsa. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is um, this uh, green salsa is really good stirred into macaroni and cheese, like boxed macaroni and cheese even. Oh my God. I wish that we could have that for lunch today. That sounds great. Oh, no, but wait, no, we have a good lunch. Okay, all right. Let's not tell people because they'll get jealous. Okay, yeah, let's not tell people about the great stuff we're eating that they can't eat because that would be contrary to the mission (laughs) of the show. Um, Maybe I'll beg you to let me take home some of the green salsa so I can have it with mac and cheese later. You don't even have to beg. Oh, thanks. Um, You just have to write a, a, a grant proposal. Great. I bet that green salsa would be really good on fish. Oh, I think that's a really good idea. Mm hmm. Um, that would be delicious. Yeah, especially like like a uh, a white fleshed I'm fish. I'm thinking a white fleshed fish, um, seared, top kinda, top kinda with crispy. some of that. Yeah. yeah, okay. I think that would be great. I like the way you think. All right, so uh, that uh, that is salsa. <laughs> we... What is salsa? We don't know, but that was it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what else do we need to say? We need to say that you can find spilled milk at spilledmilkpodcast.com, where we'll post a link to that corn recipe that we talked about. Uh, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on iTunes, which actually may be where you've already found us. Could be. But uh, you could leave us a review. And don't forget to go to squarespace.com, get your free trial, make an awesome website, and sign up with the code MILK. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, thanks for listening to Spilled Milk. The show that always double dips. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. chip in my throat my son had a gift with technology with reliable internet at home through the internet essentials program the world opened up he's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive through project up comcast is committing one billion dollars to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities 